الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم All praise is due to Allah, the Lord of all that exists and may Allah Salah and Salam be upon the Prophet his noble and pure family and his noble companions and all of those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection We continue then the explanation of Surah Al-Tariq يقول الله عز وجل والسماء ذات الرجع والأرض ذات الصدع إنه لقول فصل. If you could kindly, brother Ayman, uh, assist with the uh, with the text. Meanwhile, I can go ahead with these three. Inshallah. <coughs> Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is making the second part, or I'm sorry, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is swearing now by. the heavens, the sky, having rain clouds and this is the second swearing in the same chapter this is the second swearing in the same chapter so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by the sky having rain clouds which gives rain again and again this is verse number 11 وَالْأَرْضِ as well swearing by Al-Ard which is the earth that is Sada' which splits with the growth of trees and plants and the occasion linking the two types of swearing is that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best in the first swearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to At-Tariq and this is the the piercing the, the, the great uh, uh, a piercing star which pierces the, the in its brightness it pierces the darkness <coughs> and it's not only that it has other benefits as well as we learned in the first uh, explanation in the first explanation the first part in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends this he sends his missiles upon the devils who steal the hearing so subhanahu wa ta'ala he sends he sends a clear flaming fire upon them as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah surah number 15 surah al-hijr number 15 verse 18 illa man istaraqa as-sam'a fa'atba'ahu shihabun Mubin, except him, the devil who steals the hearing, meaning the revelation. Then he is pursued by a clear flaming fire. Also, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala states in another verse, "وَمَا تَنَزَّلَتْ بِهِ الشَّيَاطِينُ وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُمْ وَمَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ." Neither would it. Be that the shayateen bring it down, meaning the Qur'an nor they can produce it إِنَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّمْعِ لَمَعْزُولُونَ Verily they have been removed far from hearing it, from hearing the Qur'anic revelation and when they try to snatch the revelation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends upon them the clear flaming fire
In this there is a preservation therefore of the revelation Protecting it This is one of the ways of protection That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects by it The revelation, his book So here he started the swearing by That which is related to the Protection of the Quran, of the revelation In the second part Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by The sky with the rainy clouds That Swearing that what? That this Quran is Qawlun Fasl That this Quran Is the word that separates The truth from falsehood And commands strict laws for mankind To cut the roots of evil So it's very decisive So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is swearing in the second part That this Quran is The word that separates the truth From falsehood and therefore it's a distinction, it's a decisive distinction So the first swearing <coughs> Suits the indication for the preservation of the Quran While the Quran is being revealed In the second part there is the indication that the Quran is what? Is life Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by what? By the rain By the sky Having rain clouds from which the Rain comes from the clouds And this gives rain again and again And the earth which splits with the growth of trees and plants So life now is originating So in the second In the second swearing There is indication that the Quran is life We know from the rain that rain is life for the earth And it brings forth the growth of vegetation and grains and so forth and trees and plants. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by the rain, which is the cause for the life of these vegetations and so forth on earth, and the splitting of the crust of the earth to bring forth this growth. So all of this indicating the life of the earth after it is after its death. Being dead, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings it life to life again. And in the Quran, there is life for the heart after it has been dead. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا مِنْ أَمْرِنَا Addressing the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Surah al-Shura, Surah 42 verse 52, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, and as such we have awhayna ilayka revealed to you ruham min amrina meaning a revelation and mercy from our command alaykum assalam warahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh surah chapter uh, 42 I believe uh, verse 51 yes 42 verse 51 And thus we have sent to you, O Muhammad, ruhan, a revelation and a mercy of our command. مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِيمَ الْكِتَابُ وَلَا الْإِيمَانِ You knew not what is the book, nor what is faith. وَلَكِنْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا نَهْدِي بِهِ مَنْ نَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا وَإِنَّكَ لَتَهْدِي إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ But we have made it this Qur'an a light wherewith we guide whosoever of our slaves we will. And verily you, O Muhammad, sallallahu Guiding mankind to the straight path This is Allah's revision of Tawheed 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called the Qur'an Ruhan. Why? Because it brings life to the hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the Qur'an as being a separation and a decisive separation, fossil between truth and falsehood. And it is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's the word of Allah. He is the one who spoke it. Addressing Jibreel alayhi salam. Then Jibreel alayhi salam brought it down upon the heart of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we know that in the Quran, alaykum salam, rahmatullahi ta'ala, barakatuh, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at one time he added the Quran as to the saying of Jibreel, and at one time he added the Quran as the saying of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In the first case, in Surah Al-Takweer, verses 19, 21, Allah is saying, إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ This is the word, Qur'an, brought by Rasul, Kareem, most honorable messenger. ذِي قُوَّةٍ عِنْدَ ذِي الْعَرْشِ مَكِينٍ Owner of power and high rank with Allah, the Lord of the throne. مُطَاعٍ سَمَّ أَمِينٍ Obeyed. This is reference to Jibreel alayhi salam. He is obeyed by the angels in the heaven. سَمَّ أَمِينٍ and trustworthy. And in the second occasion, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala added it to the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said, إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ Indeed, this Qur'an is the saying of Rasul, Kareem, honorable, most honorable messenger. وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ شَاعِرٍ And it is not the saying of a poet. قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ Indeed, little that you believe. This is in Surah Al-Haqqah, verses 40-41. So in the first, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala added the saying to Jibreel alayhi salam. Why? Because Jibreel conveyed it on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the second one, Allah added that to be the saying of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam conveyed it to mankind. Otherwise, the one who initiated it, initiated the saying is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is a Quran, innahu laqawlun fasl a decisive separation between truth and falsehood and between the pious and the wrongdoers in fact it is a cut off to everyone who stands in opposition and that's why we see and that's why we all know that when the Muslims used to strive in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this Qur'an, we know that they prevailed. And they cut off the root of the disbelievers. However, when they turned away from the Qur'an, they were defeated. And they were humiliated. To the extent that is comparable with their degree of abandonment of the Qur'an. And... It is the case, meaning the extent that a person turns away from the Quran, then he will be removed from to the same degree, to the same extent from the might and honor and from victory.
until he returns to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah describes his book, وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلِ وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلِ Meaning that this Qur'an, being the word of Allah and being the separation and decisive separation between truth and falsehood, Allah describes it further as, وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلِ And it is not a thing for amusement. It is not a thing for amusement, for play, for vanity, vain talk, etc. But it is truth. All of its words are true. All of its news are true. All of its judgments are just. Its recitation is a reward. And if a person recites the Quran and ponders upon it and thinks about its revelations, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open for him from the meanings that which he didn't possess before. And this is something witnessed. Read the Quran and ponder upon it. The more you read it and you recite it and the more you ponder upon that, the more you will find from its meanings that were not before with you. Why? Because it is, as Allah described it in these verses, لِأَنَّهُ فَصْلٌ Because it's a decisive separation between truth and falsehood and وَلَيْسَ بِالْهَزْلِ And it is not for amusement. However, if you think about the words of humans, the more you repeat it, the more you will, you know, you will feel disliking it. And this is not the case with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, إِنَّهُمْ يَكِيدُونَ كَيْدًا إِنَّهُمْ Referring to the kafirs, to the disbelievers, they are plotting a plot against you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They are plotting a plot against you. وَيَكِيدُونَ كَيْدًا Meaning, it's not just a plot, it is a great one. And they plot also against his followers. They plot against the followers of Rasulullah sallallahu Just imagine what they used to do to the believers when they were in Mecca, tormenting them, driving away from driving them away from their homes, humiliating them. The Muslims migrated twice, once to Abyssinia, and then to Medina. All of that, running away with their deen, with their religion, from these wicked ones, who plotted against them. And one of the greatest things that they have done in this respect of their plots, it is when their chiefs and their noble ones consulted as to what to do with the Prophet ﷺ. So, every one of them would give an opinion, they will disagree, and they say this is not the right one, it is not fitting, until it was mentioned to them as it is narrated by the people of biographies, 
that the shaitan came in the form of a man and told them I see that you choose ten you young people from these different tribes of yours and that you will give each one of them a sword so that they would kill Muhammad with one strike the strike of one man in this way his blood will be scattered amongst the tribes and therefore Banu Hashim meaning Muhammad's tribe وسلم, wouldn't be able to do anything with these other tribes so they will be therefore forced to take the blood with so they really agreed on that and they thought that this is a good opinion and those ten young ten people took the swords and waited for the time the Prophet وسلم, <coughs> to get to go out so that they will execute their plot the Prophet ﷺ left that's right the Prophet ﷺ left from the door facing them yet they didn't see him and it is said in these books of history the biographies that he used or he threw dust on their heads reciting the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدًّا وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ سَدًّا فَأَعْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ as in Surah Yaseen verse 9 and we have put a barrier before them and a barrier behind them and we have covered them so that they cannot see and don't be astonished as how to the Prophet ﷺ leaving from amongst them while see him not don't be so astonished of that here is the tribe of Quraysh when the Prophet ﷺ hid in the cave when he left from Mecca to Medina he took refuge in that cave three days and Quraysh was after him seeking him and they put a reward that anyone who will bring him he will be rewarded with 100 of their camels and if they would bring Abu Bakr with him anyone who will do that then he will receive as a reward 200 camels and this is a magnificent uh, prize with respect to the people then so they stood by the, by the cave where the Prophet ﷺ and Ubaqir were and we all know that the cave was opened and if there was anyone in there he would have been seen yet they didn't see him they were not able to see him neither Abu Bakr as well Abu Bakr in fact said Ya Rasulullah لو نظر أحدهم إلى قدمه لا أبصرنا if anyone of them would look at his feet he will see them he will see us the Prophet ﷺ said لا تحزن 
don't feel sad or sorrow inna Allah ma'ana Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us ma dhannuka bithnayni Allah thalithuhuma what you think of two Allah is their third this is the na'iyya this is the with us in victory and help and aid so Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu felt comforted so these people were not even able to see him they had no problems with their sight neither in their hearing neither in their intelligence but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blinded them also we remember the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-anfal chapter 8 verse 30 and when the disbelievers plotted against you to imprison you or to kill you or to get you out from your home meaning Mecca they were plotting and Allah too was plotting and Allah is the best of those who plot and thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us here in these verses verily they are but plotting a plot against you O Muhammad and I too I am planning a plan so give respite to disbelievers deal gently with them for a while for a while meaning for a little while and in this verse there is a threat to the pagans of Quraysh and comfort to the Prophet and a promise for victory and the matter occurred as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala planned the Prophet left as an immigrant and wars took between him and them took place between him and them and in the second year after after his immigration top leaders and chiefs of Quraysh were killed about 24 of them amongst them their leader Abu Jahl in fact 8 years later or even less the Prophet ﷺ entered Mecca victorious and it is said that he entered Mecca and said مَا تَرُونَ أَنِّي فَاعِلٌ بِكُمْ what do you think I would do to you because their, their affair now rests with him they said Akhun Kareem a noble brother Wabnu Akhin Kareem and a son of a noble brother he said to them Inni aqulu lakum, I say to you kama qala Yusufu li ikhwatih as Yusuf Joseph, Joseph السلام, told his brothers لا تثريب عليكم اليوم يغفر الله لكم وهو أرحم الراحمين No reproach on you this day May Allah forgive you And he is the most merciful of those who show mercy اذهبوا فأنتم الطلقاء So go, you are the free ones And Allah and he had this favor upon them عليه الصلاة والسلام Because they accepted Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said 
قل للذين كفروا إن ينتهوا يغفر, يغفر لهم ما قد سلف عليكم السلام رحمة الله تعالى وبركاته and say to those who disbelieved if they stop their past will be forgiven this is Surah Al-Anfal chapter 8 verse 38 we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who recite the book of Allah his book the proper recitation and that he makes us benefit from that and that he makes this Quran an intercessor for us on the day of resurrection he is able to do all things this brings the completion for the tafsir the explanation of surah al-tariq which is surah 86 may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mercy be upon the shaykh rahimahullah for his effort walhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam